0: Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com here to preview the Week 7 Fan Duel main slate. Jared, it's the first six-team buy of the year, but I'm not really sure that that's going to carry as big a shock as it usually does because we've had several weeks of London games already. We've had some big matchups in primetime the past couple weeks, taking some key players out of our player pool the slate though does include some pretty low projected game totals that figure to impact the way we play this main slate, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this this looks like the ugliest main slate of the year so far, um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I think it might be you know better if we're you know do, do putting the work in, um, but yeah, just a, a lot of bad offenses on the main slate and a few games that are going to be impacted by weather. You know, most of the outdoor games on the East Coast are going to have wind issues, so definitely check on that Sunday morning before you know finalizing any lineups.
0: Yeah, I, I, we'll see how it plays out, of course, but the high scoring slates tend to be annoying because you're like, oh, yeah. I put together a pretty good lineup, but everybody scored 200 points this week.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I've tended, I've had had more success on slates that, you know, don't have the the massive scores and you, you get, you know, one lower owned guy go off and, and you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, you got to put in the work and find the guys, and that's what we're here to do. And we're going to start at quarterback, where Matthew Stafford looked very attractive last week. Uh, didn't quite pay off, but it wasn't his fault. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, down six hundred dollars in FanDuel salary versus where he was last week. He, like I said, he disappointed with his lowest FanDuel score of the season in Week Six, but not because he played poorly he had a season high 9.4 yards per pass attempt just attempted 24 passes only had one touchdown another that Puka Nakua couldn't quite pull in team still scored 26 points so to me it was just one of those where the process was fine the result wasn't what we were looking for are you going back to Matthew Stafford in FanDuel cash lineups
1: yeah, definitely. I think he's just he's just way too cheap. And I would expect the pass volume to come way up this week, um you know, especially with the Rams without Kyron Williams, I think they're going to go super pass heavy for as long as this game is close. I and I do worry about the Steelers pass rush against the own line and you know Matt Stafford has has not been great under pressure, but but when he does have time, I think he's he's gonna be super effective. The Steelers are actually just twenty first in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So as long as we can, you know, get get enough Stafford dropbacks where he's not under pressure. I think I think he'll have a nice game.
0: Tournament side a quarterback, what do you like?
1: I kinda like Geno Smith here on FanDuel for a couple of reasons. One, he's three hundred dollars more than Matt Stafford, which I think is gonna keep people off Geno Smith. Um we have not projected now for nine percent ownership. So not super low, but not chalk either. The other thing here is, I think if people play the Seahawks, they're more likely to play Kenneth Walker in the running game, which is you know, probably the, the higher percentage bet. I do think you know it's more likely to be a Ken Walker game, but there's always a chance that you know three of the touchdowns go to Geno Smith in the passing game. And you know Arizona is just as weak against the pass as they are against the run. You have Seattle with um, the second highest implied total on the main slate at 26 points. It's actually just a point lower than the Chiefs. So like, you know, we, we all love the, the Chiefs offense, but at least the, the the lines are telling us that, you know, the Seahawks offense is just as likely to have as much success this week. So I, I like playing Geno probably with either Metcalf or Lockett and then uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba as the uh, second stack there. JSN's only 4900 bucks on FanDuel.
0: What about, you know, not for like an all my tournament lineups kind of thing, but what about Geno Smith? and Ken Walker, and a wide receiver in a slate where we've talked about there are a lot of low-scoring games, and maybe we're just saying this is the team that's going to score a bunch of points this week, a bet that they score five touchdowns, and Geno gets three of them, and Walker scores two, and you just – you've not only – Gotten all those points, but you've also leveraged against any of those Ken Walker teams.
1: I like it again. Um, I think it has to be smaller field tournaments, like you wouldn't want to do that in like the Sunday million on FanDuel. You get where you got to beat out hundreds of thousands of other teams. Everything on FanDuel here is Ken Walker is expensive, so like you need more out of them on FanDuel here than you do on Draft Means. But you know, on, on the other hand, uh, the half PPR helps Ken Walker, so I, I think you can do that. You can use Ken Walker with Geno Smith, it would just you know, has to be in a in a smaller. Tournament, you know, something with like under 5,000 teams.
0: Certainly not a this is the play this week, but one of those like maybe think about trying this among your entries. Running back Isaiah Pacheco again leads in dollars per point, just like he does on DraftKings for week seven. But I think Jameer Gibbs is worth bringing up for FanDuel. He's much cheaper than the rest of the top six in our FanDuel dollars per point. If you look in the lineup generator, $6,200 is the FanDuel salary for Gibbs, but Jared. I wonder, is he too risky
1: coming off that hamstring injury to go in cash lineups here? Yeah, I'm struggling with Gibbs because, I mean, he he's he's too cheap. Like, assuming he plays, he's too cheap for the volume he's going to get if he doesn't suffer a setback. So, like, that's that's what you're fading if you're playing Gibbs and cash. I do think there are enough other strong running back plays on FanDuel this week that you don't have to play Shamir, Gibbs, and cash. But I, he's definitely, like, he should be in your pool and you should, you know, at least, you know mess around with lineups with Jameer Gibbs because, you know, getting him for 6,200 really opens up a lot for the rest of your lineup.
0: Yeah, I agree. So who are some of those other two strong plays at running back?
1: Pacheco is definitely the first guy in for me. He's just too cheap on FanDuel here with the, you know, half PPR, which definitely helps him versus on DraftKings. You know, Pacheco kind of got eased in to start the season, but over the last three weeks, he's played 61% of the Chiefs offensive snaps. He's handled 70% of the Chiefs carries. Only three running backs have a higher rush attempt share than 70% over the course of the season. Uh, Pacheco also has a 10% target share over the last three games. So, you know, add it all up and he's averaging 17 carries and 3.3 targets per game over the last three. I think, you know, we can expect something close to that this week against the Chargers who, you know, are still not a good run defense. They're a bit better than they have been the past couple of years, but they're still just 24th in run defense DVLA.
0: Couldn't have gotten much worse than the past couple of years yeah. on the tournament side. Gibbs seems to me to be an easier fade because he is bound for um, fairly high popularity and you throw in the negative matchup, it's just, it's not hard to imagine a path where the Lions are successful on offense and it doesn't necessarily include a boom week for Jameer Gibbs. So what are you looking at at running back here?
1: A nice pivot off Jameer Gibbs at a similar price is Javante Williams at $6,000. He's now a year removed from his knee injury. Now we're not doctors. We don't know exactly what that means, but like at some point he's going to get close or you know back to a hundred percent. And like, I do think we're going to get a breakout out game at some point this season maybe it's too early but we did see Javante Williams last week set season highs in both PFF rushing grade and yards after contact per attempt um, he's coming off you know like a, a mini bye week this week with you know having played the Thursday game so a little extra rest can't help and he gets a Packers run defense that is 26th in run defense DVOA 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back so it's de- you know definitely not a safe play the Broncos have like seemed Unwilling to give you know, Williams hasn't topped 13 carries in a game yet this season. So I wonder if there's still like some sort of like volume cap on him, which would obviously hurt. But, um, especially in a week where you know it's going to be low scoring, there's, there's not a ton of like attractive high ceiling running back plays. I do think you know maybe taking a shot on Javante Williams could could pay off.
0: And we learned on the DraftKings show that you don't mind taking a shot on um guys that aren't very good or it <laughs> might not have <laughs> well, great ceilings with the uh, <laughs> Jordan Love. There's,
1: your, I mean, there, there's there's your run back on your Jordan Love stacks.
0: Oh my God. I would have to (laughs) put a blindfold on to set that lineup wide receiver. It's not just Cooper cup up top. He and Puka Nakua sit one, two, in our FanDuel dollars per point. Are one of those guys going into your cash lineup on FanDuel?
1: Definitely one. And I think you could play both. Honestly, um, I, I made a lineup. If you go cheap at quarterback and tight end, you can play both of them. I think Puka is actually the first guy in for me just because of the savings. Um, you know, $7,300 feels like a nice price tag. I know he he disappointed last week. He saw a 29% target share. Like we we talked about the Rams just didn't throw. Puka had a drop touchdown in the end zone. Like it could have been a better game. I I still think he's going to play a massive role in this passing game. And the Steelers are 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers.
0: On the attorney side, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Pukunuku are all going to be popular, but I wonder how popular is it going to be to play all three of them in the same lineup?
1: Probably not super popular, but again, it is, it's possible. Like, you know, the, the cash lineup I was working on had all three of those guys in there. Um, so I don't think it's going to be super contrarian, but it's also not going to be you know so popular where you can't play it. Going back to the Packers, I like Romeo Dobbs <laughs> as a tournament play. Um, you know, I, I, I Again, I like the passing game in this spot against Denver. We've been attacking the Broncos defense all season. Romeo Dobbs is $6,200. He's projected for 4% ownership versus Christian Watson at 20% ownership. And I, I love Watson. I think he's an awesome tournament play. He, he has, you know, the, the the ceiling to help you win a tournament. But, you know, Romeo Dobbs has, has seen a 23% target share this season. I know most of that has come without Christian Watson. But, you know, we even heard in the summer that Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs had, you know, kind of, kind of been building some chemistry. So I, I do think Dobbs is going to, I don't know, you know, probably stay around like a, 20% target share for the rest of the season, which is a solid mark. And I also wonder if we're gonna see Pat Sertan, you know, the Broncos top corner, the Broncos only good cornerback, shadow early spend most of the game on Christian Watson. And if that's the case, you're gonna get Romeo Dobbs on Damari Mathis. And Mathis is a guy we've been attacking all season in DFS and fantasy in general. Mathis still, you know, among 93 qualifying cornerbacks. He is 92nd in PFF coverage grade. He's allowed the fourth most receiving yards in coverage. He's allowed the fourth highest passer rating in coverage. So whoever, whichever of these Packers wide receivers finds themselves on Mathis this weekend is you know, pro- probably going to have a big game.
0: I would bet that Jordan Love got no better than a C in chemistry. I, I, we got to move away from that game before you start trying to talk people into A.J. <laughs> Dillon. But I have a feeling that we're not done talking about that game because next up is tight end. We're at the top where it feels like we're back to real life. Um, Travis Kelsey was off the main slate last week, but we're back to him and Mark Andrews leading the FanDuel dollars per point, which is the case most weeks. And what might be the case most weeks going forward is Sam Laporta joining them up there because he has already settled in as a high price tight end on FanDuel who's up there anyway because he's incapable of not scoring a bunch of fantasy points. What do you like at cash tight end?
1: Yeah, so I think the other Packer you were referring to is Luke Musgrave, I do think is in play for cash at 5,000. Musgrave's who you have to play if you do want to play Cooper Cup, at least in the lineups I've been working on. Um, If you want to get off Cup, I mean, I I like Mark Andrews. I think it's a nice price for Andrews at $6,900. I mean, you're getting, what, a $1,600 discount off Travis Kelsey. And, you know, the Lions defense is good. We definitely respect the Lions defense, but they are 27th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. I mean, you look at their schedule so far, they really haven't faced many good tight ends, but they are allowing a 75% catch rate to the position. Um, You know, both Atlanta tight ends caught five passes against Detroit. So I I definitely think it's a spot where, you know, the Ravens might look to attack a Lions defense that, you know, is, is pretty strong everywhere else.
0: And from the real life side, they have some good players now, but there's no single player on that defense. that looks scary as a matchup for a tight end. So, yeah, I think it's a a potentially good spot for Mark Andrews. I know it's going out on a limb to say that Mark Andrews might score points. (laughs) Tourney side at tight end. What do you like?
1: No one wants to play John Smith still. I mean, he's projected for 1% ownership. I, I think you, you keep playing him in tournaments at $5,400. Um,
0: over- I'm sorry to interrupt, but I found Johnny Smith on a Dynasty waiver wire on FFPC this week. I was shocked.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, even in a FFPC main event, he was still available as of you know a, a week or two ago. So I get it. Like, people don't want to buy into it, especially with the you know, whole two tight ends from one team thing. but. Arthur Smith's a weird dude. He's 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 making it happen. Yeah, I mean, over the last five weeks, Jauan Smith is ninth among tight ends in targets, fifth in catches, fifth in receiving yards. I expect it, could, it to continue. Where you know it's it's Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Jauan Smith as you know the top three pass catchers on that team.
0: And jokes aside, like in most cases, two tight ends can't coexist. But Kyle Pitts is more wide yeah. receiver than he is tight end, so it's not like they have two guys setting up at either end of the offensive line running routes. That's just not yeah. the reality of the Atlanta offense. So flex on FanDuel, what are you planning to play there?
1: Well, speaking of the Falcons, I mean, I know Bijan Robinson's been underwhelming so far, but I think $7,500 is a solid price tag for him. So I think he's in play for cash. If you want another cheaper running back and don't want to play Jameer Gibbs, I think Jerome Ford for $6,600. I, I don't think Ford's volume projection is all that different than Jameer Gibbs is this week. Um, and, and Ford has a better matchup against the Colts than, than Gibbs does. Tournament side, I, I you know mentioned JSN, I think at $4,900, uh, Smith and Jigba is worth a look. I also wanted to mention Chris Godwin, um, $6,500. The Falcons have been good against wide receivers, but it's more outside wide receivers that have struggled against them. There's actually been some slot receivers that have had nice games against Atlanta. Now, Chris Godwin's slot rate is down this season. It's around 30%. He's not going to get all that slot work, but it's also you know, spot maybe if the if the Bucks coaching staff is smart, they see the matchup and they put Chris Gobbin in the slot more in this in the spot, which which they should do. So we'll see if Dave Canales is uh, is sharp or not.
0: The other thing is you can. Uh, play less in the slot and still, you know, just maximize the few opportunities you get there.
1: For sure. Yeah. And 6,500 is a nice price tag for, for Godwin
0: defense. Is it $3,400 giants against Washington this week? I'm surprised that there's just a 1% ownership (laughs) projection on them right now.
1: Yeah. I'm at least going to play the giants in cash at that price tag. I mean, I'm going to take my four plus sacks on Sam Howell and just sort of sort of move on for, for cash games.
0: Four plus is like the over under on sacks for, for Sam Howell. I mean, I, I I laid it out earlier this week on Twitter the not only how many sacks he's taken, but how much above average every single defense is getting yeah. against him. And if you look at numbers beyond that, it's not like it's just poor blocking. The blocking has been like not great, but also not league worst. It looks like it's Sam Howell also taking a lot of those sacks, creating a lot of those sacks, similar to what Deshaun Watson's yeah. done throughout his career.
1: Yeah, for, for sure. And Sam Howell was a high sack rate guy in college too, so it's definitely part of his game.
0: What else are you playing on defense? A
1: lot of intriguing tournament plays, I think, for me, especially at the ownerships we're seeing. The Browns at 4500 I think they're even a bit too cheap at that price tag, and they're projected for a 6% ownership. I like the Steelers at forty two hundred, projected for just three percent ownership. Just a defense that we we know the pass rush is good. We think Matt Stafford is gonna drop back, you know, forty plus times in this spot. So that, that just creates upside for your defense.
0: Yeah, just don't play Stafford Cup, Puka, and Steelers yeah. defense in the same lineup.
1: <laughs> of course. Or although it is it is stuff like that that you know wins these massive tournaments that you look on paper, like it makes no sense, but it ends up working. So I, I don't know.
0: If you want to play one lineup like that and bet that TJ Watt has a fumble return for a touchdown and all the rest of the touchdowns go to the Rams passing game, go for it. I just wouldn't make it your your base. Agreed. (laughs) The lineup generator on draftsharks.com is ready to help you build winning lineups for week seven. We've got those dollars per point rankings that we've been talking about throughout. We've got ceiling projections. You can filter it by matchups, positive or negative. You can mess with the team stacks to see who you can play besides Jared's Packers this week. Make sure you check out Kevin's articles to see who he recommends playing in FanDuel cash games, as well as in tournament lineups. And as always, our goal here is to help you win week seven.